Well, today we have been talking about influencers. And I'd like for us to take time as individuals and as families to consider who influences us. Who are my influencers? And uh, if you have a piece of paper and a pen, could you take that out now? Because I want us to get really practical. I want us to actually identify. Mr. Dinsmore has some paper and pens here, so if you don't have any paper or pen, he is going to come down and you just get his attention and he will give you a piece of paper and a pen if you need it. So if you need a piece of paper, just hold up one finger. And if you need a piece of paper and a pen, hold up two fingers. Did you get that, Mr. Densmore? One for just a piece of paper, two fingers for paper and pen. You, you prayer list too you could use. Because I'll tell you what, what we're going to talk about, you're going to need to pray about too. Yes, you are. I'd like you to write on the top of your page this question. Who influences me? Who influences me? Question mark. What I'd like you to do is to just think for a moment and to pray for a moment and to write down some names. Maybe you need to write down more than names because maybe you don't even know the names of who influences you. Maybe you need to write down the name of a TV show. Or maybe you need to write down the name of a news outlet. Um, but the question is, who influences me? Now, what we're going to do here, or my desire for us to consider, is to ask ourselves some questions. I'd like for you to, and I'm going to shut up here in a minute, but I'd like for you to write down a list of who influences you, and then ask some questions about those people. Here's some of the questions. What ways have they influenced me for good? What ways have they influenced me for bad? Should I deepen this relationship? Should I distance myself and or cut off this relationship? Or has God put me in such a relationship for such a time as this to restore an individual. Another question that's maybe just help us to understand what their goal is here is, we believe in iron sharpening iron. Is this relationship iron sharpening iron, or is this relationship iron dulling iron? You see, iron sharpens iron, but iron also can dull iron. And is this relationship that way? I'd like for us to talk, to spend some time to think on these, to even pray through some of these, and then to share together some things. And then, as we continue, I have another question for the other side of your paper, and that is, who do I influence? So who do I influence? And then I'd like us very specifically to ask some questions the same way. 
how does my influence, how do I influence for good? How do I influence for bad? What hinders my influence? And so these are just some questions I want to put out there all at once, and then we'll come back. I've kind of dumped on you, I know. So I want to come back to that first question. Who influences me? Now let's help out some of the little ones. Micaiah, do you know what it means to influence someone? When I say who influences you, what's that mean? Who suggests? Okay. How about you, Naomi? Do you know any people who influence you? What did he write? Oh, yes. You know what he wrote at the top of who influences him? You want to say it real loud? Mom. Mom. Yes, mom influences you. That's right. I wonder how many of you wrote down mom? Oh, good. Good, good. The people who influence you are the people who teach you things. People who teach you things without actually being in a class. You learn things from them because they tell you things. Or they do things that you see them do and they and you and you learn to do things by watching them and you copy them. So who are people that influence you. So I'm going to be quiet for a moment. I'd like for you to take time to make a list. Actually write down some names. And if you're sitting nearby your children is to look over their shoulder and let them look over your shoulder. And I encourage you to be real raw and real specific. All right? What was the last what I said? Question? Oh my, I, I, who do I influence and then is it for good or bad? And then what may hinder my influence? What may hinder my influence? That's an important question we're going to have to spend a bit of time on.
Let me preface before we keep going something. This conversation is something very personal. It is something very personal, first and foremost, between you and God. And it's also something that's very personal between husbands and wives, moms and dads, and then with children. Um, In fact, the questions are somewhat hard because, um, you know, you might write down things because there's people in this room who, um, who influence each other. And when we go to the question of how do they influence me for good, you might all be ready and eager to share that. It might not be so much on how do they influence you for bad, but can I admonish you of something? Let's not go there today in this group, but I petition that you need to, with your God, go there and truly actually ask that question. All right. Anybody want to share some of the people or things that influence your life? My kids, I know, have a whole long list. One, one of them's got the whole prayer list back, the whole page covered of names. And then the other one doesn't have a single name. Can I tell them your list, Elijah? He shrugged his shoulders. Is that good enough? Is a shrugged shoulder good enough? You have to say yes. He says, fine. Is that good enough? Yes. So who influences me? He says, Mom, Dad, books. He's real scientific. See, he's got a flow chart. He's got books, history, and science. And then he lists some different specific series and authors that influence him in history. And then the same thing he does for science. Very good. So... He's listed both the books and also some people. Let me ask you, Elijah, as you're thinking through your list. Do you think, do you have any friends? He says yes. Do you think your friends influence you? So yes. So you want to write down your friends too, right? So he's listed a few. Anybody else want to call out some general categories? Yes, sir. All right, he's got a list. Anyone else want to share anything? Yes, Justice. The Bible. That's a good one. If you hear some ideas here, jot them down in your own paper. That's a good one. That's a good one. Anyone else want to share? Lots of different sources of influence. Anyone else want to share? No pressure. Yes. God. That's right. That's a wonderful influencer. Anyone else? Yes, Naomi. Jesus. That's a good influencer. Podcasts. They influence us. Strangers on social media. They influence us. The influence of your parents. The Holy Spirit. Evelyn and I. 
some ladies in the church that wouldn't want me to read their names. Correspondence with missionaries. Thank you for sharing. You know, she, she shared someone just now that's very significant for us because sometimes we are influ influenced, not always, by people who are living. You are who you are because your parents, in many ways. Yes. So things from your childhood and from earlier in your life still influence you. That's really an important thing to recognize. That's, that can have two sides to it. All the stories I hear about your mom and dad, it's like, boy, everybody I hope could have a mom and dad like yours. But not everybody has a mom and dad like yours, and so there's some influences that are very painful and wrong that have been instilled in our minds sometimes, even from a very young child. And yet, at the same time, you have very good influences from a very young child. Yes, did I see a hand back here? Yes, Mrs. Morris. She has a breakfast game she gets together with every week. You influence each other, yes. One time I went to breakfast at the same restaurant and I eavesdropped in their conversation. <laughs> Mr. Fleming. Bad experiences from the past. Some self-inflicted. Yes, they can influence us. Yes. Others. Mr. Densmore. Yes, you're being influenced in any participation you have in ministry. Yes. Any other ideas, thoughts to share? Yes. She does, this is what she did. That's a good one. I like that one. Write that down. Huh? I don't know. It's actually, it really is a really good one because I think that's actually, that's part of the reason why we're having this conversation because that's probably the most dangerous one. That's probably the most dangerous one is the one we don't realize, the influencer we don't realize is influencing us. It's the most dangerous one. Anyone else want to share? <clears throat> Yes, which is where we're going to come later is who do I influence is a really important question. Yes. Let me preface this with some of the first things I had are the Lord, his word, my wife, my kids, family, and, and other people. But there is also an influence that I deal with on a daily basis from inside my own heart, the old man, evil nature. Yes, yes. Could you all hear him? 
That was insightful. Did you all, anyone want me to repeat it? Yes. Could you stand up? You did an excellent job and just shout it out so they can hear. Yourself influencing yourself. Yeah. Your old man. Yes. Spiritual, as well as Satan, which is counter to the Holy Spirit. Not that they're not, uh, yeah. For the Southley. Coworkers, those people you got to be around a lot and don't have a choice. Let me share something on that. I one time was with a young man who, who came to a realization in his life that things he was watching on TV and in movies, he had to give up. And you know what caused him to come to that realization? Is the fact that he had to work in an environment where he heard blasphemy and vulgarity all day long and there was nothing he could do about it. Nothing he could do about it. And then he realized, why would I choose to put this filth in front of my eyes and allow my ears to hear it? And he severed off what he was watching and listening to on the radio, partly because he was so grieved in it in the real world that he realized, why do I tolerate it in the private virtual world when I can actually control it? So flip side of the question of there's certain situations in which you have this influence that is sometimes you can't really do anything about it. I mean, sometimes you can get a new job, but not always. And then why would you do it voluntarily? Yeah. Yeah, that's a question to come back to. I don't know if I can summarize what she was describing, but just how do you handle the people who are influencing you always for bad and then also are negatively attacking you? I mean, she just shared where somebody may use Jesus as a byword or a curse word, and then they'll turn on her and say, see, you should be happy. Somebody just named the name of Jesus. 
there's horrific things like that. And her question is really, how do I respond in this way? Coming back to who do I influence these people? Brother Sousley? true. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Not like China, no. I'm glad you know that. But nonetheless, it's the never so small, and pray to God it never goes like China. Yes. Yes. Doing right, that will influence people. And other people doing right, and you watching them do right, is going to encourage you to do right. That's right. Yes. Micaiah? Satan. Yes. He's a liar and the father of it. And he's shooting fiery darts at you all the time that are lies. And he's trying to influence you, and you got to be really careful of him, don't you? Yeah. Who? Noah. How's Noah influence you? Because he what? Because he listens to God. That's insightful. Noah, why well, he's been dead forever. Well, not really, but my, for a long time, and he's still influencing this little guy. Amen. Hannah, did you have something? Music influences you. Yes, yes. Hopi? Outside. outside. What outside influences you? She said you can look at the trees and remember that God made them and look at their beauty. What does that do for us? Yes. That's right. It makes us remember how great God is. Very good. Anyone else? Yes. This is the same one who did this. She wants to be in. Yes. Anyone else want to share? Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. One thing that she shared that I think I especially want to repeat is that you as dads, when you're in the workplace, are going through experiences. 
that one day your kids will go through and maybe in one way they're experiencing themselves in a different way. And as you are living and as you are learning in that life, take the lessons you are learning and the experiences you are having and teach them to your children. And that's really invaluable. Very, very good. Good, good, yes. Listening. So listening, ah, I think that's an important point to make. How do we, we, we were talking about counsel here. Um, we need to, a wise man will hear. That's the proverb there. Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and will increase in learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. So you are being influenced by listening. Just be listening to the right things. Very good. Anyone else? Justice. The Ten Commandments. Oh, how many of you are influenced by the Ten Commandments? Oh, good. How many of you wish that our, our government system was influenced by the Ten Commandments? Yes. We want all people to be influenced by the Ten Commandments. Now, this, is, this has been good, but I want to encourage you to take these lists and continue this conversation because some of the very difficult parts of this conversation can't happen in this room. They're very difficult. Like, should I deepen this relationship? Now, if you've got a wise counselor who's giving you wise counsel, the answer would be yes. But if the counsel or the influence is bad counsel, what do you do? And it's not always an easy question. We live in a society now that's called cancel culture. Have you ever heard of that? You know, cancel culture, I don't really know exactly what it is, but sometimes it sounds like a good thing, but then other times it doesn't so much. You know, just because something is a bad influence, depending on who you are, depends on, and depends on how strong you are, depends on how you may interact with that. It depends on your relationship. You know, you might be in that bad, hard job situation. Maybe you do need to find another job, or maybe God has put you in that place for such a time as this, for such a group of people as this, for you to be a witness. See, the answer is not just crystal clear. Cut them off. You may be there for a special purpose. God may be planning for you to be in that situation. But you have to be careful because maybe not. You know, as your kids are growing up and they start looking for their first job, you know, you might want to find a little bit of a safer first job for them than just sending them right off to a who knows where help them to learn to engage with people, work with people, understand these things. How do you, when do you distance? When do you cut off? Because there is such a thing as canceling. Um, newsflash, you heard of um, canceling your cable service? Um, that one might be a good thing to have cancel culture on. I'm serious. 
If there's something that has a power over you and influence that is not helping you, there comes a time when cancel is the best thing. Cancel. Let's come back to relationships. Those inanimate things, I shouldn't say them inanimate because there is the prince of the power of the air and he's involved in all that stuff. Um, You know, there's a sense in which it's, it's very simple and not significant to cut off a book, to cut off a subscription of some kind, whether it's magazine or internet or podcast or whatever that might be. Those things may be very simple to cut off and probably should be cut off if they're giving you bad influence. But be more careful with people. You have to be more careful with people. And you need to get some counsel on how to handle the counsel you're getting and to be very wise in it because there is that question, is this a relationship I deepen? Is this a relationship where there is a distancing? Is this a relationship where there is a cutting off? Or has God put me in such a place, in such a relationship for such a time as this that I might be a witness to this person and or restore, if it's a Christian, this person. Um, And so that's something very important. Now let me give you a few things on that. I know some people who say, oh yes, that's why I'm going to date this unsaved man because that's how I'm going to win him to Christ. Does anybody see a problem with that? Yeah, that's not wise. That's not how you have an influence. So do you see why this is a, a question that's important? Because yes, it is a people question, but you have to be really careful about it. Somebody has a comment. Esther and the Queen King. Yeah, I'll have to think about that one. Yes. He, he made a point here that I hold, is I don't think it was a volunteer, and I personally... Some of you may disagree with me, and that's okay, but I personally believe that once she was conscripted, she was at a point of, of making the absolute best and committing herself to the best of what she could do in that case once she had actually been conscripted. She was the property of the king at that point. I know some may disagree because it is hard. It is really hard. I wasn't there. But if it was truly a conscription, I think that she had a different duty and obligation. There are some people who speculate that, but it's not recorded. Once she was in there, oh yes, it was definitely Mordecai's plan for her to influence the king, and I think she should have done everything possible she could to influence the king for good once she was in there. But boy, I'll tell you what, if I was advising her on the outside, I would have told her to flee. (laughs) Get out of there. (laughs) Get out of Sushan. Yeah. But there's a question where she, here you have an illustration, I think there more so is that she was in a position where she was, she was in his property. She was his property in that culture and time. And we don't think that way and it's just horrible. We're like, oh, that shouldn't be and that shouldn't be demolished. But it's a situation in which that's where she was. And she did influence him in that very uncomfortable, you might even say evil situation. Mrs. Morris? Yes. That's right. She, I, she was definitely influential. Yes. 
Yes. Did you catch the gist of what she was saying? I had trouble hearing myself, but I, if, let me repeat it, and you tell me if I got the gist of it, is that you want to be very careful, especially when we're homeschooling. We're, part of the reason we're doing that is to protect our children from ungodly influences. But then there's also sometimes, I have had this said to me many times of, oh, please bring your children because we want your children to be an influence to all these naughty kids. I'm with you. I'm not volunteering for that unless it's in a very situation in which I can be engaged in it. I do think that I need to do that because it speaks of the man who has his quiver full of children who is speaking with the enemies in the gate. And I think that that's implying that he is raising his children to be those also who sit in the gate. And so they do, but it, has, it can't be, we don't sacrifice our children for this somehow that they could rub off on the other kids. It's always the rotten apples that make the good apples go bad. Never does a good apple make a rotten apple good. Same thing with kids. Naomi, what would you like to share? Did you hear that? Joseph's brothers sold him as a slave, and that teaches me, but he still loved them, and that teaches me to love others also. So Joseph is influencing here. How many thousand years later? Yes. The fruits of the Spirit. Oh, you know what those are? Those are the influences of the Holy Spirit. The influence of the Holy Spirit taking root and bringing forth fruit. Yes, yes. So let me actually come back to that one where we kind of spiraled and then came back. The question of, okay, don't date somebody to give an influence, positive influence on them. With that, with that said, I, I know some people who have actually done that. And, and I'm not here trying to make, belittle you because God worked through it. But don't please advise it or recommend that. It's not a recommended way of going. God has worked in spite of people going in that direction, but it is not a recommended way. Um, there's a little bit of a sense in which that's the story of my mom and dad. So, you know, I, I, they're not offended, I know, but they would very passionately recommend that you don't date someone to be a positive influence on them. So, think through these questions. Should I deepen this relationship? Talk through them with your, your spouse, your children. Should I distance myself? and or cut off the relationship? Has God put me in such a relationship for such a time as this to restore this person or to witness to this person? These are questions that are very difficult. So my family, there are people in our lives we have relationships with. Not all of the relationships in the contact is what it should be. Right now we have neighbor children that are very young. I'm in tune with that because as they grow, I need to still be in tune with it. Um, it's a really, really important part. We don't have a lot of time left, but switch over to who do I influence. Did you make any list of that? I really encourage you to take in the time to make a list of who do I influence and then to be intentional about it. You know what that means? That means to see and identify people who are watching me, people whom I have a relationship with, and to say, how am I seeking to share the love and grace of God with these people? 
including my wife, including my children, including strangers. Who are they? And if you begin to think about it, I've been overwhelmed at how many times there are total strangers to me that I have found out that I have had influence on. And it sometimes gets really scary when you hear, and I know I have a situation a little bit different than some of you in the sense that I preach and I have it recorded and it goes out online and then I hear something back and sometimes I hear something back and it's like, you thought I said what? Um, and it's really important to consider the people you're influencing. And I had a question here, and I think this is one of the most foundational questions to who do I influence, and that is what hinders my influence? What hinders my influence? Now let, me, then you, let, let me let you in on a little truth. There are people who have the idea that their testimony and how people perceive them is so important that they hide sin. If sin is hindering your influence, do not hide it. Confess it and forsake it. And can I submit to you that if you humbly confess it and forsake it, your influence in the light of eternity will actually grow. To hide it will ultimately destroy your influence. So as you think about those things that hinder your influence, think about them with humility. With humility. Because the humility is what will expand your influence. And ultimately, it's not about my influence. It's ultimately about the one whom I represent. And who is that? Jesus. I am the representative to the world of Jesus. You are. In many ways, we are Christians. That's little Christs. Jesus had no sin. So sometimes we get this idea that, okay, that if we do have sin, we just cover it up and we hide it and we don't want anybody to have it, lest it destroy our testimony. That is terrible. No, we humbly deal with sin. We confess it and forsake it. And it's made known to the people it needs to be made known to. It doesn't need to be advertised. But to the people who need to know, it needs to be known. And it needs to be dealt with. And in the end, if that is done humbly, it will actually expand the influence. Not necessarily your influence. Your reputation may be ruined for good it will impact the influence of Christ because righteousness was done. And so that's a really important part of sometimes people get this idea flipped that, you know, we hide something because we don't want to ruin our testimony when really the truth of the matter is many times we have to deal with it. Now, I'm not talking about those multitude of little sins, and I'm using that in air quotes if you're just listening, that should just be covered. You know, dad picks his nose, doesn't need to be advertised to the whole world, not necessarily dealt with. But I hope you get the point. There are certain sins that need to be dealt with and not, not hidden. I don't know if picking your nose would ruin your influence. I don't know. 
definitely lower people's impression and expectations of you. My kids are up here smirking. You know why I use that? Because sometimes dad picks his nose. <laughs> there, I just broke my own rule. Lowered all your expectations of me. <laughs> I'm just as much tempted to pick my nose as the next guy. Let us walk humbly with our God. So I plead with you as a family, as individuals, pray through this. Pray through your library. Pray through your podcasts. Pray through your social media. Look and ask yourself the question this week, day by day. What are these things, these people, and how am I being influenced? And how should I respond and deal with this influence, both to me personally, to my family, to my children? What are we doing with it? We have got to get serious about this because influence is all around us, all around us. And Satan is the prince of the power of the air, and he is seeking to influence us for evil everywhere we turn. And we have to be alert. We have to wake up, and we have to seek our God in each part and ultimately pray for the people who are still alive, who are the bad influence, the ungodly, that they may repent. Keep that before your eyes, too. When you find a bad influence, be careful about judging them. When you're tempted to judge them, pray for them. Every time you want to criticize the president, please pray for him. Every time you want to criticize those politicians, please pray for him. Every time you walk through the grocery store and you have to glance your eyes away because you have seen perversion, pray for them. They are people. They are people. And they ultimately need God. And they are influencing the world with ungodliness. And we need to pray that they would turn to God they would trust in him. We're all only a sinner, saved by grace, and we need to go forth with humility. So again, just to review these questions, encourage you and you in your home, who influences me? Who do I influence? What does that person book source? How does that person source book influence me? What ways have they influenced me for good, for bad? Should I deepen this relationship? Should I distance myself and or cut off this relationship? Has God put me in such a relationship for such a time as this to restore this person, to witness to this person? Am I iron sharpening iron or is iron dulling iron? And as I influence, what hinders my influence that I need to confess and forsake and humbly walk with my God? May we go forth as wise counselors, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. Where no counsel is, the people fall, and in the multitude of counselors there is safety. I leave you with one other especially real for you moms and dads. I plead with you, and I'm pleading with myself. Be that wise counselor to your children. What's hindering your influence? Humbly confess it and forsake it. Humbly before God. Lord Jesus, we need you. We need your help. Help us to walk humbly with you. 
Help us to have wisdom. We lack wisdom, and we acknowledge and praise you that you have promised, you have guaranteed that if we lack wisdom and we ask of you, that you will give it liberally. So give it liberally. Pour it out upon your people here today. May we know the truth. May we live by the truth. May we identify deceit, deception around us, and may we seek you in all things. We praise you. We love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.